rising, grinding, and hitting the fairway by 9.30? Hang on, did Bieber write this? Now back to Morning Juice on the fan. Uh, golf season's over. No more opportunities. I'd hit a simulator, but I have the shanks in the simulator. Can't do that. Can't hit a ball into a screen. It's very weird. One of life's great mysteries. Scudderman Triple H filling in for the general today and tomorrow as he is heading to Army and Navy. Right now, as we do every day, it's time to get juiced. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Nature Stone. Schedule your free cost estimate today at naturestone.com. Wow! Shark? Yeah. What's got Schlegs fired up today? I've been lifting heavy. I've been back to old school Schlegs, lifting heavy, feeding myself heavy doses of just pure, unadulterated, raw iron, mm. which has been fantastic. I've been trying to do lunges every single day. That just sucks, period, dot. Mm. Like the jackets. There are 13 games in the NFL this week. Ten of them have a point spread of seven points or less because more than half the games in the NFL each week are decided by one score. So I saw this on social media last night, and if it's on social media, it has to be true. Yeah. But what if every one possession NFL game had the opposite result? For example, the Browns beat Carolina by two points in week one. What if Carolina had won that game. Mm-hmm. But then Cleveland lost by one point to the Jets, three oh, points yeah, that to was the Falcons, awesome. uh, two points to the Chargers, three points to the Ravens, and on and on. What would the standings be if all the one-score games were reversed? Scott Frost would still have a job at Nebraska if that were the yes. case. The Browns would be 8-4, and four, tied for the best record in the AFC. The Bears would be 8-5. and five. <laughs> We're back. Triple H's Lions. Eight and four. I also would be saw eight this. and four. Uh, not sure what that proves. Well, I know what that proves. A majority of games are one score games, and the good teams know how to win those close games. The Vikings are 10 and two in real life. If all their one score games were reversed, they'd be one and 11. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. They win all those close games. Wow. Triple H, what has you juiced? I'll tell you what's got me juiced, Shark. It's. Two things. Um, it's the fact that we have a doubleheader in basketball today. Mm-hmm. Just really, really exciting. Big Ten play for the men. Rutgers, a good team. They've beaten Indiana. by They handled Indiana earlier this year, so they are a formidable opponent. I'm really looking forward to see how this Buckeye team plays tonight. At home, at the shot. I hope it's rowdy. Very jealous that I won't be there. I got some stuff to do. But What you got going on? It's Thursday night. You're right. You're a married guy, you got a dog. What well, do you do? See, what that's could you thing. That's the thing. I'm a married guy, so my time isn't my time. It's, it's my wife's. <laughs> hey, the earlier that you learn that, the better. Yes. The better off that He's you're going to He's going to watch be. the three and nine Rams take on the five and seven Raiders. If oh, Baker yeah. Mayfield's going to be out there, I am going to absolutely watch that. Just because I just... Appointment watching for yes, you? Yes, I just want to see how much of a travesty it is. Honestly. Or how good he is. Maybe he comes out and he's doing the arm swinging thing down the field because he's... You know, throwing touchdowns. Maybe he was put in a bad spot by the Browns. Maybe the Panthers didn't give him a chance. Maybe finally this is the redemption arc. Maybe he just needed a new number. 17, that's a quarterback number. Looks good on Josh Allen, 17. Yeah. Jake DeLome. Also 17. Jake DeLome. I I didn't think we'd get a Jake DeLome drop today on the show. Yeah. Oh, man. That's awesome. What's got you, Juice? What's got me, Juice? I will be in the building tonight. I am heading over to the shot, watching this Buckeye Hoops team uh, take on Rutgers. So that has me juiced. Education day for the women's hoops team as well. That has me juiced. Maddie Andrew a little bit earlier on uh, in this program. Pay attention to them and what they do because they are fantastic. The women playing at a very high level right now, uh, ranked number three in the country. Uh, So a good one against New Hampshire today. Love that. A little business day special, 11 o'clock. 
o'clock, take your kids, get them out of school. Who cares? You're coming towards the holidays anyways. They're not learning anything. If you ask a kid what, what did they learn at school today? Ah, nothing. It's usually the 90% predominant answer. And you got to you know force feed them and ask them questions. And they finally did learn something out there. So uh, very juiced about that as well. Uh, looking at the transfer portal. Crazy. Is, um, Madness. Yeah, it's very crazy. And I'll turn your attention to uh, a player that was playing for Mississippi State. His name's Dylan Johnson. Here was his, nobody. Nobody reads the notes on the transfer portal things, right? Like you put up the graphic on social media, and I read you Jackson Smith and Jigbas, but you see a big statement like that, you don't really read it. You just say, "Oh, that guy's in the transfer portal." All right, you're either like, "I'm happy for you," or "Sorry for your loss." Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> like I'm happy. I'm not reading that, but good for you. Yeah. So Dylan Johnson, he said this. Took to Twitter. He said he put out a big statement. He's got his picture there, looking good. Mississippi State helmet. First and foremost, I'd like to thank God for giving me the opportunity to showcase my talents at a college level. Without him, I am nothing. Secondly, I'd like to thank my family and friends for the endless love and support that they have shown shown me throughout the season. To Mississippi State University, my teammates, trainers, and amazing fans, it's been an honor to participate in this program with you all. Now, here's where it gets awesome. Together with you guys, you helped me build my, my character and skills tremendously. That being said, since I am not very tough... And Leach is glad I'm leaving. I will be entering my name into the transfer oh, wow. portal with the hopes of finding a more fit playing environment for me. Thank you. Wow. Woo! I mean, just called out Whoa. the coach there. Just slid it right into the third paragraph, too. Not starting off that coach thinks I'm soft. I'm not tough enough to be in this program, and I got to leave. So That's, he's going to the Pac-12 is what he's saying. I don't know. He, had, to, he is, had good stats. He averaged like five yards a carry, had 41 catches out of the backfield. Good player. Good player for them. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. That's just, I mean, I guess in this modern day of college football, players just feel comfortable just bashing their coaches. I think a lot yeah. of people like Mike Leach because he's a good coach. But again, you know, this is a I case I like by Mike case. Leach because yeah. I'm a thousand miles away from him. If I had to play for that guy, I'm not necessarily sure I would like him. I don't know. Never met the man in real life. He could be the best. I'm not really sure. He's got Mississippi State playing Decent football. Yeah. I think they were eight and four this year. It's good pretty ball. good. Pretty One, good for Miss State. Yeah, pretty solid. Although, also, our app is back working, so you don't have to tweet me anymore. We're back. We're back. App is app is finally back. So thank you for all the tweets. We know got it. Ran up the flagpole to the brass. We're all good. Uh, so we're back and firing on all cylinders. So all that has me juiced here on a Thursday. We'll get you caught up with everything that's going on in the sports world as we hit you with the re rack. Hour number three of the program next morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Working an accident on 670 westbound at 3rd Street. That is causing quite a bit of delay. 5th Avenue at Steltzer, still in the cleanup stage. 23 southbound in Delaware at Coover Road, an accident scene as well. We're moving slowly on 70 westbound over on the east side between 33 and Livingston. On the west side, 70 east between Mound and 315 is pretty slow. 71 northbound on the south side from Greenlawn to I-70 has the usual slowdown and 161 west between 62 Johnstown Road and New Albany Road is pretty slow. With traffic, I'm Kate Burdett on The Fan. If you make a wise crack about Dayton pizza, Beamer will murder you dead. Ah, humor. I have it too. This is Morning Juice. Hour number three of the program for us on a Thursday. Brandon Beam, Triple H. A fantastic job filling in for the general as always. Mark the Shark. You can follow along for the fun on Twitter at Morning Juice 971. Six o'clock hour. Checked in with our good friend Rick Riker. Talked all things fantasy football. Talked some Buckeyes. 
Talked about the Big Ten TV toy drive, which we'll get to here in just a second. Matty Andrews, he joined us in the 7 o'clock hour, play-by-play for the Buckeye women's hoops team there in action. A little matinee, a little education day for them today, 11 a.m. against New Hampshire. Uh, so that was a fun conversation. Also, what is he expecting a New Year's Eve for the Buckeye football team? So great stuff out of Matt. And here in about 30 minutes' time, we're going to check in. Fire the cannon. Jackets insider, Jeff Swoboda. Now, the Jackets fired the cannon four times last night. The Buffalo Sabres... Got control of the cannon early, fired the cannon six times in the opening period, and also fired the cannon a nine times in total. So, should be a fun conversation with Jeff this morning. Yeah, I mean, I don't just the vibes are just awful right now with the Jackets. There's, there's no doubt about it. Tage Thompson, he just balled last night, just absolutely balled out. That dude, big by the way, six foot six. Big I mean, guy. he's a force on the ice. And it it just it sucks. I think they went to that game. Buffalo did thinking we are playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. We can put it on them. And the Blue Jackets were thinking we're playing the Buffalo Sabres. We don't have to try because yeah. we played the Penguins last night. But really, we should have been thinking the opposite. We're playing the Buffalo Sabres. We we should have respected the Sabres more than we did. And they didn't. And Tage Thompson just absolutely unloaded on him. It was tough to watch. Yeah, it was no good. So On national TV, too. Well, that made it the best, too. So not so only awesome. the Buffalo and Columbus markets got to see it, the entire sporting world got to turn their eyes into Columbus last night. Got that kind of a performance. So great stuff. We're going to fire the cannon. Jackets insider Jeff Sabota. He's going to join us coming up here in about 30 minutes. Again, if you miss anything, on Twitter, at MorningJuice971. Right now, time for a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. The best selection of pool tables and the best service in Central Ohio. All right, it's a big day for us. It's the Big Ten TV Toy Drive, and it is here. It's today. It supports the Salvation Army's Christmas cheer program. You know, holidays can be tough for some families, and not everybody can provide gifts for their little ones. You can do something about it. It's today. You can stop by the Fan and 10 TV Studios. Between right now, we opened up at 7 a.m. We'll be going till 6.30. All right, it's today at our studios. If you can't get to our studios, Riker, they are collecting at all three locations, up in Dublin, down at the Mega Mall, and out in Newark as well. You can greet 10 TV anchors, fan personalities here when you drop off your toys. For more information, head to 971thefan.com. So, I had a bad day yesterday. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I was capped off by the Jackets performance. Usually I'll stay up, I'll watch the entire thing, go to bed at you know, 10.30 after those games are over. Uh, I actually pulled Ripcord Hayden. I'm like, I'm done. Went to bed in bad mood. Usually Meredith goes to bed before me, about a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour before me. Uh, she was like, why are, you just, why are you so upset right now? I'm like, look at the Jackets. Look at what they're doing on <laughs> national TV. I mean, I was in the other room. It was one nothing. I came back, you know, for five minutes. Came back. It was three nothing. Then it was four. Then it was five. Then it was six. Like great first period, right? So the Jackets were down six nothing. Ended up losing this game nine to four. Where are you at? So you're the hockey dude. You got a podcast, Hockey Dudes. And so I'm just wondering, where are you at with this team right now? Where are you at with Brad Larson? Because the facts are the facts. You're injured. You're without your top two defensemen. That was always going to be tough for you. You've been dealing with a Patrick Line injury. Now he got back. He was on the score sheet a couple times last night. So that was, uh, it was just, I don't know, man. It's so maddening with this team because the fans, if you go back 10 years ago, like we're kind of in the same, same mold. Like Tuesday, Thursday games over at Nationwide. I mean, there'd be 8,000, 9,000, 10,000 people in there. Now the fans are giving their all, man. It was a good crowd that they had there last night and it got out of hand in a hurry. This team needs to do something to give their fans something to watch, and that performance was an all-time clunker. Yeah, man, and and you asked me about Brad Larson, and I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great, great coach. I just think this is this is what happens sometimes, is, is young coaches can lose the locker room. I think he's lost the locker room. 
That's tough to say. Don't want to lose the room. You don't want to lose the room. It's tough to it's tough to admit, but I think this team does need a stern kick in the butt. And I think there's coaches out there that can bring that. And granted, I know that the Jackets now the front office is looking at this season and saying, yeah, there's no no reason to believe we can get the playoff. Tank for Connor Bedard. Here's the issue with tanking for Connor Bedard. You don't know if you're going to get the first overall right. pick because they do this thing called the NHL draft lottery. And I don't know if you know this, but it's probably rigged. And they're probably going to have teams <laughs> like the Chicago Blackhawks. You're telling around me up there. that the NBA draft lottery is rigged as well? Or is that one all good? I can't speak for the NBA. I've heard that one's also very rigged. Can't speak for that one, like I said, but I know the NHL one's okay. rigged. You can. You can confirm the yes. fact of the NHL draft. Yes, can right, confirm. Right. Source, right. me. Just trust me, bro. All right. That's my source. Gotcha. I trust you. I trust you with my life. Yeah, so it's just it's one of those things where you just don't throw all your expectations about them winning out the window, and this is where I'm looking at this. Like I'm glad sports gaming's becoming a thing because I want every single one of you guys out there to sign up, unless you have an addictive personality, don't sign up. Uh, bet the overs in the games because they're hitting at an unbelievable clip. And it's actually, even though the Jackets have had seasons like this before where they've just sucked, at least they're scoring a lot of goals. Like Johnny Hockey's still making fantastic plays out there, and he's still very fun to watch. Patrick Line looking sad when he scores goals. He looks so sad when he scores. And I think he's putting on a facade because I think he's really happy when he scores a goal. You think? Yeah. Yeah, because I play on I play in beer league hockey too, and that's what it was. Last it was night. a beer league game, absolutely. Except there was you know seventeen thousand people that watched you play. Usually, there's just my dad watching on the live stream <laughs> when I play, and yeah. So when I score a goal and when my team's losing like seven one, I'm like, hey, I scored. It's not my fault. You hit a celly after. I I I've been trying not to hit cellies okay. in beer league. It's very hard. I do give a little. Fist I pump. say more. Who cares? Yeah. Games don't matter. And it's just, you know, it's rec league sports. You don't want to be that guy that's, you know... Yeah, you know what? Next time, I'm going to do the Timu Solani, and I'm going to throw the glove up in the air and just... Duck Hunter it? Yep, yep, absolutely yeah. duck Hunter it. Yep. I love that. Absolutely love that. Jackets, not so much love. So that was a basically swift kick in the pants last night. Uh, and then I have to deal with... I'm going to, you know, everybody's in a group chat with some of their buddies. Shark's in it with his family, and... I'm in one, so I've got a buddy who's a Guardians fan, I've got a buddy who's a Cards fan, i got a buddy that's a Yankees fan. All right, they all had great days. Talked about Josh Bell in the signing, two-year, $33 million deal. That had been something that had been in the works. Jensen Lewis, a couple of weeks ago, right here on the show, was very excited about it. Shark's excited about it. It's a player option for the second year. I don't know how long you're getting him for. All right, but it doesn't matter. You signed a guy, all right? Signed a good guy. Shark's excited. Everybody, Guardians fans are excited about that. He can hit dingers, right? He can hit dingers. Yeah. He can hit bombs. Wilson Contreras signs a deal. You've had to live with Yadier Molina for 40 years, basically, just as a catcher out there in St. Louis. And me as a Reds fan, I'm like, oh, great. You go from Yadier Molina to Wilson Contreras. Perfect. Just seems like an organization <laughs> that knows exactly what they're doing and they want to win. Yankees gave Aaron Judge the richest contract in Major League Baseball history yesterday. Nine years, $360 million. I'm sitting there as a Reds fan yesterday and just getting fed a turd sandwich. Just man. poking the stick at him. I'm just having Do to something. eat a turd sandwich all day long from these guys. Everybody signing free agent shark. Everybody. So you asked me a couple weeks ago when the season ended, am I back on the Reds train? I'm still done. I'm holding out. I'm holding out again, I think, for the 2023 season. The thing is, though, some of these are don't make sense. Xander Bogart's an 11-year yeah. contract. How do you think that's going to work out? <laughs> Great. Nine World Series for They've the They've got a shortstop. Fernando Tatis Jr., when his suspension ends, they're going to move him to left field. 
because they're bringing Bogarts in mm-hmm. for 11 years. Trey Turner gets a 10-year contract. It's crazy. And, and Tigers and, did nothing to make you feel better, Beam. No, that does make me feel better. The small markets can't compete financially. They have to be smart. Unless you're the Guardians. You guys got Josh Bell. That's awesome. I no, asked but, you the other day what would be the dream hire or the dream signing for you. I was wishing you'd say Josh Bell. I would have said Wilson Contreras because yeah. they need a catcher They do need as a well, catcher, yeah. But they, they did need a first baseman. It's just, you know, the Guardians have the second best record in all of baseball over the last 10 years, which is pretty hard to believe because they're like 25th in payroll. But they have to... They have to be smart about it, you know, because these guys, the Shane Bieber's of the world, the the Francisco Lindor, as soon as they become within a year of free agency, yeah, they're going elsewhere. They're gone, yeah. and we Guardians fans know that. It's not like oh, it's shocking they're not going to keep Bieber. Of course, he's going to be gone. Shark, I would be okay with that if the Reds proved over the last decade that they had a competent farm system and everybody that they had, like, oh, the Reds have the third best farm system in Major League Baseball. If these guys turned out, it'd be totally different. That's the key. But they don't. you got to have great scout. Put your money into the scouting system, into the farm system. Jensen asked me a couple weeks ago what my dream for the Reds offseason would be, and I literally said to him to pillage the Guardians, literally go in there and just take everything that the Guardians do and take their guys and put it down in Cincinnati. You guys should steal the Clippers. Because that's <laughs> yeah, a thing in, in, you know, in minor league baseball. They just, you know, teams just yeah. switch teams all the time. And you guys have had the Bats and the Dragons for so long. Dragons, who's, who's one, not getting one of the done? greatest sellout streaks in American sports. The Dayton Dragons. I love their ballpark. Oh, it's fantastic. It is awesome. Yeah, it's terrific. So I had a bad day yesterday, and it was all capped off by a crappy Jackets performance. You know what? That does a disservice to the word crappy. <laughs> it was the worst worst period performance in Blue Jackets history. Yeah, it was a GOAT performance out yeah. of the Jackets last night. Um, But hey, chance to turn it around today, Beam, because at 11 o'clock, women's team yep. playing Ryan Day's New Hampshire Wildcats. I think that's what they're called. Not Don't confirm. <laughs> uh, and then you got Rutgers. Or Rucker? No, if, Rucker's basketball. They are they asked? Yeah, okay, they have, All right. for sure have their S. Are they allowed to be called the Scarlet Knights? That kind of peeves me off a little bit. If Why? I'm being on, well, because we're Scarlet and Gray. Think they stole it from us? Yeah, they were around before we were, though. They, they started were. college football and we stole it from them. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'd, yeah, what is theirs is ours now. Yeah, I don't know. Here is Patrick Line uh, after the game, very cheery, uh, of course, as always, after getting blasted 9-4 to on your home ice on national TV. Here's his thoughts. Not easy to come back from that. And um, the fact that we sucked, sucked uh, pretty much the whole game. And I can definitely see see that on the scoreboard. They were just pretty much playing with us uh, the whole game. And, yeah, it just, just sucks. I agree, Patrick. It just sucked. A wise man once told me, if you're going to suck, just suck. And they have just done that at a great clip recently. Yeah, and... You know, they found the sweet spot because they gave up nine goals, (laughs) but they didn't break that record of giving up the most goals that a Jackets team has given up all time, which was 10 back in 2002, I believe. Mm -hmm. Thanks to Aaron Portsline for that. Can confirm that that is a true fact. Uh, They didn't give up 10 last night. Uh, Corby came back in after being pulled and pitched a shutout shutout in the third period. And that's what we need to focus on. Chili chant, free chili for everybody. That's exciting. I think that's the best time for the chili chant is when you're getting smoked nine to three. Don't forget that goal in the third period that gave us the moo moo car wash. Yeah, I mean free mm-hmm. stuff. I mean the jackets like, the defense is atrocious, but they did score four goals last night. And Patrick Line scored two of them, so he's allowed to say that the team sucked, which they did. So don't let him get hot. 
CBJ. We'll check in with Jeff Sabota here in about 20 minutes time. We'll give you our best fantasy advice of the weekend as we tell you who's money coming up next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Just a couple of accidents in the cleanup stages right now, but still causing a little bit of trouble. You've got that one up in Delaware, southbound 23 at Coover Road. Also the one on 670 West at 3rd Street, just about out of the way. We're slow on 70 East on the west side from Mound to 315, 71 northbound on the south side. Pretty slow from Green Lawn to I-70. With traffic, I'm Kate Burdett on The Fan. Pour some donuts in a bowl and get on with it. This is Morning Juice. Hey, we're in the month of December. Once we turn the page to January, you know what's happening. Did you get yourselves ready, Ohio? This FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Well, it's coming soon. Triple H says to hammer the jackets over. You can join today. Get started with $100 in free bets. That's an early sign-up bonus when you use our promo code JUICE22, J-U-I-C-E-2-2. And again, for a limited time, you're going to get those sweet three months of NBA League Pass. You didn't even know that you wanted it, Shark, but you need it. And that's all courtesy of FanDuel. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And that way, I can watch all the action live while I wait to get in on the action starting in January. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. Because Beamer FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon, Ohio. Yeah, I'm salivating over it. Again, join today. Our promo code JUICE22. Get 100 smackaroos and free bets, plus an additional three months of NBA League Pass. You can make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And Shark was talking at a normal tempo, normal tempo, but now we ask him to speed things up. 21 and older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expires 30 days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Limit one league pass per customer. Pass must be redeemed by January 31st, 2023. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. NBA League Pass. Local blackout restrictions apply. All right, very well done on that, Sharky. Time to hit you with He's Morning. Morning Juice presents He's Money. He's Money! All right, start him, sit him this week. Do this every single week. Enjoy this segment a whole lot. I'll give you, I'll get you started here. It's crazy in a world where I was watching a meaningless Bears and Seahawks preseason game. It was game number two. Just said the Seahawks are going to be a horrible football team and Geno Smith is bad. Mm. I'll gladly eat my words. Good for him. Start Geno Smith this week against the Panthers. He has thrown multiple passing touchdowns in 10 of 12 games this year. He's scored at least 19 fantasy points in five straight games, having thrown for at least 275 in four straight and 325 in the last two. You got six teams on by this week. Start Geno Smith, Mm. which is something that I never thought. That I would be saying, but the NFL is a funny thing. Here we are. Start Gino. Mr. I guess limited from Russell's perspective. You don't want to start him. <laughs> I got to start him, sit him. Jerry Judy, he's been a disappointment this season for the Broncos. And it's not all his fault. He's getting bad quarterback play from Russell Wilson, of course. <laughs> Judy has missed three games because of injury, and he's been feast or famine the rest of the time. Four games with at least 15 fantasy points. Four games in single digits. But... The Chiefs have given up the fourth most receiver fantasy points this season. and Yeah, because they're always down and throwing the ball. I was going to say, the Broncos are going to be trailing. So uh, if you've got Jerry Judy, start him. 
This is a bad one for PPR for PPR league. So if you're in a non PPR league, you're going to want to make this decision. But also just in general, I think you want to start Cam Akers tonight. Okay. And the reason is because they're having trouble with their quarterback. Hey, Baker's playing. So, Maybe. So they're going to rely on their running back. Cam Akers going to get a lot of touches tonight, I imagine. The Raiders, 25th best defense against against the rush. That's terrible. And they've given up a touchdown to a running back in five of the last six games. I like Cam Akers tonight. If you're a sneaky, sneaky have him on your bench, put him in the lineup. All right, going to turn your attention to Sunday night football. You're going to start either one of the Dolphins running backs, Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert. It was the first time since Wilson was acquired that Mostert played over him last week. It was a tough matchup. We know that. Luckily, better week against the Chargers. Fifth most fantasy points per game given up. Given up 27 points to opposing running backs the Chargers have. They've also allowed the third most rushing yards in this position. They have allowed nearly 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns on the carries. Wilson leads the Dolphins with 15 at 82. Is tied on touchdowns on outside carries. But also restart Raheem Mostert because their run defense is bad. So any one of those Dolphins running backs, fire him up, feel pretty comfortable in doing so in Sunday Night Football. Steelers are right in the middle of the pack when it comes to allowing points this season. Talking about on the field, not fantasy points. But a little deeper dig shows that Pittsburgh is 24th in giving up quarterback fantasy points. No, they don't face Lamar. They face Tyler Huntley. Now, you may be a little desperate for a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields, Matt Ryan, Heineke, Mariota all have bye weeks. Others are hurt. Huntley has started four games in his career. He's rushed for 358 yards and three touchdowns wow. in his career. You're going to get his passing yards against the poor Steelers secondary, and you know you're going to get some rushing yards. No guts, no glory. If you're a two-quarterback league, at least think about picking up Tyler Huntley. I did. I got to start him this week, Shark. Got to really? do it. Had to fire him up. Yep. I'm going to stay in that game with you, and I know the Ravens have a good defense. I understand, but... I got to absolutely love what George Pickens and Mike Tomlin got going on. George Pickens saying, I need more passes or I need more catches. I just need more targets. Mike Tomlin being like, I love that. I got a feeling he's going to get a lot of targets this this upcoming weekend. And yeah, start George Pickens. I I love love that. that. Sure. How about Kenny Pickett? Yeah, start him too. Start everybody. <laughs> start the whole Steelers. They're back. Anybody that starts with a P. Steelers <laughs> yeah. back. Confirmed back uh, from Triple H. You want to sit Devontae Smith against the Giants. Scored more than 21 fantasy points last week. If you ask yourself, why in the world would you sit him? He was below 14 points in the five prior games and in single digits in three of those. 43% of his yards have come on passes in the air at least 10 yards or more downfield. The Giants have allowed the fifth fewest yards with a rating of only 47.2 on passes that are 20 yards plus in the air. Their bottom 12 in yards, the Eagles are, passes in the least air yards of 10. Uh, And also they've allowed the eighth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Not saying you need to sit Devontae Smith, but if you're in a position where you have a better matchup, go with that. All right, I'm going to go against everything that uh, Hayden said a couple minutes ago. This is my (laughs) Thursday night nugget, Raiders and Rams. I know the Raiders have been bad this season. I know their defense and special teams have been awful. It ranks 30th in fantasy points, averaging just 3.1 points per week. However, they did score 7 points Sunday against the Chargers. Now they face a Rams team without Matthew Stafford, without Cooper Cup, without Allen Robinson. Pick up the Raiders defense. Oh, my. I know it is available in your league, I promise you. Um, The Rams offense, obviously, very decimated. If these guys are available in your league, pick them up. 
the Detroit Lions defense. We are <laughs> defending the den against it. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. I don't know if you guys remember. Maybe some of you don't. Justin Jefferson, zero catches in the game that they played against the Lions earlier this year. That was at the U.S. Bank Stadium. Now they're coming to the den. Lions defense looks a lot, a million times better than the way they started the year. Start the Lions defense. They are rostered, by the way, in 2% of all leagues. Wow. It's a bold pick. I know it might be a homer (laughs) pick, but hey, there's a reason why the Lions are two and a half point favorites. It's because we're going to put it on the purple people. I love it, man. I love the confidence. My defensive pick of the week, going out on less of a limb, start the Chiefs defense against the Broncos. (laughs) It's the Broncos, for God's sake. Hey, Jackets had a great night last night. Don't start the Jackets defense. Don't start them. They got embarrassed on home ice in a nationally televised game against the Buffalo Sabres. We're going to fire the cannon, try and figure out some answers for the CBJ. Jackets insider Jeff Sabota, he's up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Things are definitely a little less crazy out there right now. Cleaning up an accident in Delaware, 23 southbound at Coover Road. Otherwise looking pretty good, especially around the Columbus area. 70 eastbound on the west side is slow from Mound to 315. But that's about it. With traffic, I'm Kate Burdett on The Fan. Attack and dominate your alarm clock. This is Morning Juice. We're here on The Juice, brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can always visit them online at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Okay, it's that part of the show. It's that part of the week. Time to fire the cannon. It's time to fire the cannon. Fire! With Jackets insider Jeff Svoboda, the cannon made me poop a little. Something made me poop a little last night, and I'm not sure if it was the cannon. As we head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling <laughs> Systems fan guest hotline, Check with our good friend, Jackets Insider, Jeff Sabota. Jeff, a very happy Thursday to you. What's going on? Uh, a very happy Thursday to you too, Beamer. How's it going? Good. It's not Wednesday. It's not Wednesday night. It's not Nationwide Arena. It's not the Jackets against the Sabres. So that's a good thing uh, that we got going for the uh, CBJ and all fans of that organization. I first, first and foremost, just what in the world happened last night? How do you make sense of it? Because that was as bad of a performance as you will ever see from this franchise. Yeah, I mean, there's no running from it. Uh, it was a disappointing night, that's for sure. And I think a lot of things go into it, and it just starts with, uh, you know, you, you look at the first period, and it's 6 nothing, And so, I mean, that pretty much says it all. But you get into a situation where you take five penalties in the first period. Uh, two of them are hooking penalties. Two of them are tripping penalties. And that just goes to show you, I don't know if it's mental, I don't know if it's physical, uh, whatever it is, I mean, you're just chasing the game at that point. Uh, and so Buffalo turns those five penalties into three goals. In the first period, uh, the, the three other goals that even strength, you have a turnover, uh, you have a, a defensive misread, and you have um, a, a play where a guy loses a one-on-one battle. And, you know, there, there's, you know, strategy things that go into this as well, but at the end of the day, they just didn't execute. And so suddenly it's 6 nothing after the first period, and, and at that point, uh, it's pretty much the hockey game. And so uh, you have to tip your hat to Buffalo a little bit. They're a good young team. They're second in the NHL in scoring coming in. Uh, Chase Thompson's on pace for 66 goals. Uh, that kid's a stud. Uh, wrong team to maybe do that against. And then on top of it, I know people are tired, honestly, of, of the injury talk and how young they are. But you think about, you know, th- this team had two players that playing in their second NHL games last night and Tim Bernie and uh, uh, Kirill Marchenko. And, you know, that's two guys who probably would have been in the lineup had they not been injured is Zach Wierenski, uh and Jake Voracek in their place. And that's your defenseman who's played the most games uh, in the NHL and your, uh, your forward that's played the most games in the NHL. And so, you know, the young guys are not the reason that they lost, but you, you kind of lose 
when you lose the veterans, you lose maybe the fail-safes that, that can kind of keep that boulder from rolling down the hill. So uh, you add it all up, and uh, it was a night at Nationwide that, uh, you know, for all the wrong reasons, people will remember. Uh, but you, you have from here, you have to dust yourself off and go on and get ready to face a, another good team on Friday night. Jeff, you mentioned Kirill Marchenko, and he obviously had his, has had a fantastic year in the AHL, which is why he has earned the call-up. Blue Jackets fans who have been following him for a while have been waiting for him to come up. He played 10 minutes about the first night, 17 minutes last night. Hasn't really gotten a point yet, but also has a plus-minus of zero, so he hasn't really done too much bad out there. What does he bring in those areas of the game when he's not scoring or has he just been tough to really notice so far, even, even for someone like you who follows the team and writes for the team? I would say I noticed him at, the funny part is probably a little bit more in that Pittsburgh game where he had some opportunities uh, and, you know, that they ended up getting blocked or, or things like that. But, you know, a young player, 22 years old, um, you know, I think his curve to the NHL could be shorter than maybe some of the other players because he did play high level hockey overseas. Uh, in the Continental Hockey League, which is probably the second best league in the world, um, you know, also then tearing up the AHL. So I mean, this guy—he's pretty much aced every level until the NHL. So um, excited to see where it goes for him. Uh, a guy that they've been waiting to bring over for a long time, uh, a second-round pick, but who's been a, a consistent scorer overseas. Uh, so he comes over. Um, you know, he's a big guy. Uh, he's got a lot of personality. Um, I, I think the pace of the game is the biggest thing he's going to have to get used to. But you know, you see him, and, and he's huge. I mean, he's six foot two. Uh, maybe even six three, so he's not afraid to throw the, the body around on the skates. Uh, and that's what I noticed a little bit away from the puck is that his size is able uh, to allow him to to to, to th- say throw the body around and, and make plays that way. Um, and, and you know maybe make some checks and cause some turnovers and things like that. So uh, a guy that you know th- there's going to be some uh, some some runway here where these young players are going to have to go through to get to where they're going to go. But he's one of those guys you add to the list uh, of how exciting it uh, it is that these young players. But then you also think about the fact that you've got him. Ken Johnson, Cole Sillinger, Igor Chinikov. I mean, those are four-year 12 forwards right now who have not played a lot of NHL hockey, and, you know, there's going to be ups and downs there uh, for each of those guys. He is Jackets insider Jeff Sabota with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Jeff, I'll take you back to, uh, I mean, it was it was the game against the Coyotes that was bad. It was the game in New Jersey against the Devils that was bad before the trip to Finland. It was the trip to Finland that was bad. Uh, Patrick Laine saying that was a waste of time. After last night's game, saying that they sucked. I mean, you get down 6 nothing in a game, you know it's over. you got 40 minutes left to play for. And sure, the Jackets had a few goals. You bring Corpy back into the game after Elvis gives up goals. Like, it was just... A mess. And I just, I mean, we know that Twitter can be a wild place, right? I mean, we know that. Um, but it seemed to be, obviously, the expectations for management of this team and expectations for the team of this or the fans of this team can be wildly different. Just your thoughts on what the pressure on Brad Larson is right now uh, with this organization and moving forward after last night's debacle at Nationwide Arena, which was the worst performance and worst period in team history, which is saying a whole lot. Uh, that it is, uh, and it's a great question because there have been some tough ones. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I think you get a number of those in any professional sports season, but, uh, you know, we're only, what, 25 games in, and, and you listed off a couple there that just were not up to the standard uh, that you would expect, I think. Uh, and so I, I think it speaks a little bit, you know, there, there's the factors of how young they are again and how banged up they are. And, again, I know people have, uh, have tired of hearing it, but, you know, there's, there's lumps you have to go through, I think, in the NHL. Uh, to get to where you want to be when you have a young team. And, and you look at some of the teams right now, even the Buffalo team last night, uh, you know, we've seen the Detroit Red Wings come in here a couple times this year uh, and beat the Jackets. You know, the New Jersey Devils are the hottest team in the league probably. Uh, those were young teams the last couple of years that, that took those lumps. They've went through similar things. I remember a stretch last year where the Red Wings were, were giving up goals left and right, and 
you know, people are like, when, you know, when is that team going to figure it out? There were questions, when are the Devils going to figure it out? You know, the Sabres have been searching uh, for 10 years, and then, you know, those teams have, it appears that those teams have turned the corner. You know, the young players went through the ups and downs and took the lumps and, and went through uh, the situations you have to go through to become good in the NHL. And uh, I, I heard John Davidson speaking last night at our, our foundation grant reception mm-hmm. about, you know, for everything that's happened this year, you know, they, they like where this is going from the young player standpoint from having Johnny Gaudreau here. And, and, you know, a lot of pieces are in place, but it's just a process. Uh, and so that explains a little, you know, certainly some of it. Um, but at the same time, if you're a fan, I understand that the, you, you, you're looking at a 6 nothing game after the first period, and, and, and it's not a fun time at Nationwide Arena. And there's fair to say there's been more of those than, than the average team would probably like to have. And so uh, it's something that has to get figured out here quickly. Or, you know, it, it's a league where head coaches get hired to get fired. You know, I, I fill out our, uh, our previews every night about team, the opposing teams coming in. It feels like every coach, it says first season or second season. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the game in the NHL. Uh, and so it's fair to ask the question, but um, I think they, they, they don't want to make that move. I think they like Brad Larson. I think they think he's a great teacher for the young players. And, uh, you know, they, I think maybe the, the lumps are just part of it, I guess, at this point. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, it hasn't been the most fun time at Nationwide Arena. And the Flames are coming to town tomorrow. And I think the last team to score nine goals at Nationwide Arena before the Sabres did it last night was the Flames. And, you know, this is a big game for Johnny Gaudreau because he's playing his former team. I I know he's not playing at the Saddle Dome, so maybe not quite the emotion. But I know, and I know you can't put me in Johnny Gaudreau's brain, but try to the best you can. What will be the emotions for Johnny playing his former team tomorrow night? That's a great question, and uh, Johnny is, is not the most emotional guy. Uh, that's the thing I've learned about him just to, you know, since he's come to Columbus. Is he's, he's pretty even keel, uh, and it, it works for him, obviously. You look at the numbers and the production he's had. Is, uh, um, you know, he, he's not going to be the biggest rah-rah guy in the world, but uh, he, he, just, he, he stays on that, that wavelength of, uh, uh, of just showing up and, and, and putting in the effort every night. So I'm, I'm sure he'll be excited to see his former teammate. Uh, I'm sure he's, you know, there's going to be a lot of reunions for him. Uh, tomorrow night, and, and you know, but the players always say there's a hockey game at the end of the day, and I think among certainly among all the players in the league, he's probably one of those guys that just is going to be best at viewing it as any other game. Uh, just from what I've learned about him over the years, but I'm sure he's going to be excited to see a lot of his people. And but you know, it's a big game for the Jackets, and we saw, you know, I would argue that you know when you look back last year, you know, there were some some, some rough ones as well, um, including against Calgary. But the the worst one to me was probably down in Florida. Uh, they lost nine to two to Florida, and, and probably it was. Worst performance than, than last night, to be honest with you, that Florida game last year where they just, I mean, the 60-minute game, the Jackets probably had the puck for 10 minutes. Um, you know, it was a low point, but they got back to basics. They put the work in. Uh, and they were able to, to climb out of that hole from there and, and get back to playing the hockey they want. Um, you know, it's a, it's a quick turnaround here for Columbus, but that's kind of the mindset you have to have where you, you've had some of these rough games in the past. You just have to get back to work, get back to basics, uh, and put in the work to get back to where you want to get to. Just before we get you out of here, your thoughts on the overall goal, goaltender situation. I mean, what's going on there? It's, it was such a wild ride last night. Corpy gets yanked. Uh, you bring Elvis back into the game. Elvis gets yanked. You put Corpy back into the game. Now, Hayden has been illuminating to us all morning that he pitched a shutout when he came back in. So I guess part <laughs> due uh, for Corpy was good last night. But where are you at with the goalies on this team right now? And I mean, I know you're banged up defensively, you're banged up offensively as well, but at some point, you just gotta, you gotta stop, stop pucks from going into your net. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, the biggest, the, the situation right now is with Elvis. I mean, he's gotta play his way out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's no doubt, you look at the numbers, uh, whatever number you wanna look at, uh, it's not pretty right now. And that's just the reality of the situation. And, and it has to be better, especially, you know, with him being in the first year of a five year contract. And so, you know, you can't just, uh, I mean, I don't know exactly what to do, but you can't toss him aside. You've got to figure out a way to get Elvis back to being the guy. We've seen play really good hockey in the past. And so, 
you know, whatever that is, you know, they, they, he had a little bit of an injury there. They, they hoped it would be a bit of a mental reset. Um, I don't think he really played that badly in Pittsburgh, but last night uh, was, uh, again, not a pretty performance uh, for anybody, but if you look at Elvis's numbers, the same thing. So um, somehow you got to figure it out because, I mean, I think Corpy's been steady, uh, you know, his, you know, still getting back to, to being Corpy uh, coming off the surgery, but, you know, his, his played decently well. Um, but you, you've got to get Elvis figured out because he's a huge part of what they're building here. And he's just, uh, he's fighting it right now in a goaltender position. Uh, you know, it, when it goes bad, there's, there's nowhere to hide. Uh, there's no one to save you. Uh, you've got to figure out mentally how to get out of it. Um, and, and he's in one right now. And so, um, will he get it figured out? I, I would think so. Uh, he's got the talent and he's got the competitiveness, but, uh, at some point, I don't know what it is that, that gets you to that point, but it's got to get figured out because, uh, it's a tough, lonely spot to be in when it's not going well, and right now it's just not going well for him. Yeah, no doubt. More questions today than answers. Buddy, always appreciate the time. Thanks for waking up with us. Have a better day than you had yesterday. Hopefully the Jackets can conjure up some magic tomorrow against the Flames. Have a great weekend, bud, and we'll check in again next week, okay? All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. There he goes. Jackets insider Jeff Sabota with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. We're going to wrap things up on a Thursday next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. New accident just reported on Columbus's south side, East Innes at South High Street. We are moving slowly on 670 West between 71 and 3rd Street. 70 eastbound on the west side, mound to 315. You're going to see quite a few brake lights there as well. With traffic, I'm Kate Burdett on The Fan. If this show made a scented candle, it would smell like bad coffee, unwashed jockstrap, and grass clippings. I wasn't sure how you take your coffee. You're listening to Morning Juice. So, mouth or in a mouth? Yeah, important question today. Brandon Beam, man Triple H filling in for the general. Today and tomorrow, general heading to Army-Navy this weekend. Of course, Mark the Shark. It's a wild day. Wild day trying to comprehend what the Jackets were doing I mean, for a franchise that has been around as long as they have, 20 years into their existence to say, after a futile existence for a long time, to say that that was the worst period at home in franchise history, that's a pretty bad marker to set. Yeah, it is. It was terrible. But I'll tell you this. I had over six and a half goals. I kind of liked the first period. Shame to admit it. It sucks. It sucks because I know, I know, and I think Blue Jackets fans are, you know, still an Eagle song. Need to take it easy a little bit because this team's not making the playoffs. Funeral, Jackets funeral. Yeah, I mean, Blankenberg's out. Wierenski out for the season. Voracek out for the season. Maybe career. Who yeah. knows? It's just, it's a sad time. As long as Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Ham and Cheese is happy, give him his Ham and Cheese Sambos. Give Patrick Line all the attention on social media for his dope outfits. Yep. Because his outfits are dope. Yeah, they're good. Some of them are misses, but you know. I don't know. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, really. Some people think they're great. I think his glasses are great. I like those. I think we need more Jeff Sabota arena entry pictures. Oh, yes, of course. Please, give me all those. And also, his Twitter avi, or Twitter profile picture is a, his bobblehead. Yeah. Can we just have a Jeff Shabota bobblehead night? I'd be a thousand percent in for that. Yeah. Chili chant, free chili, car wash from Moo Moo, and Jeff Shabota bobblehead night. Also, I want to make this suggestion to the Blue Jackets. Let's trade Stinger. Bob is also on that with you. So is Shark. Yeah, let's trade Stinger. I'm over him. Let's get a new mascot in there. You can even have the same guy. I got. I know the guy's probably been doing it for like a decade or something. Let him just be the other mascot. Just give me something else to look at. 
Bring back Boomer. Bring back Boomer, yeah. Hey, I've been pounding the desk on that for years. Hey, apparently, he's at the bottom of the Scioto River, so he's down there. What? We just gotta go get him, yeah. We have to go get him. We threw him in the river? We threw Boomer? Yeah, they Boomer killed him. Boomer has to be somewhere in that arena. I don't know. Somebody give me the keys to Nationwide. It's haunted, though, so be careful. Nationwide? Yeah, don't go at night. What's it haunted when there's for? Some, well, they built it on an old prison. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't sound very fun at all. No. Well, I mean, it could be fun if you're like one of those guys from Ghost Adventures. You know, do a I like. I love that show. Watch it all the time. Yeah. So fake, though. Yeah. Paranormal activity. Just in general, real. That show, fake. Yeah. Paranormal activity, when that movie first came out, I mean, probably just. I didn't know if it was real or not. One, it was one of the greatest horror movies of all time, I think. Broke. The internet and the world. Our daily fan poll at Dick, or, or sponsored by Dick Master Ford. Today's fan poll at 971thefan.com or on Twitter at 971thefan. Did you know Andrea Bocelli was blind? Yes or no? He's playing it nationwide tonight. Looking at ticket prices. I'm going to the Buckeye Hoops game. It's like, I'd like to see Andrea Bocelli. And then Shark said something about him being blind. I had no clue. I had no Are clue. Are you serious? Yeah, no no clue that Andrea Bocelli was blind. I didn't even know who Andrea Bocelli was, so you beat me there. <laughs> I also didn't know he was blind <laughs> because didn't I didn't know who he was. was. You didn't know who he was. You probably yes. didn't know he was blind. What happens in Ohio State's basketball double, doubleheader today? Women win, men lose. Men win, women lose. Both win, both lose. 68% of the vote is fresh up on our Twitter account. We're going to sweep. Both win. Sweep. Buckeye sweep today. Sweep the East Coast. Yeah. Show them how we do it in the Midwest. Show the Shire. The matinee, what it's all about, and show Rutgers tonight on the men's side. I'll be in attendance. Hopefully, the Buckeye men's hoops team wins. You should go to get that done. You should go to the game with all the middle schoolers too. Yeah, you should just I got be whoop, going on. whooping it up in the middle of just like a bunch of small people. <laughs> you see me on TV later on. Hayden had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again tomorrow, dude? Okay, yeah, with that? yes. Thanks for having me in, man. Of course. Everybody have a fantastic day. Try to get better, Jackets fans. It'll be all right. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe you'll get Connor Bedard out of the whole situation. Bad news, you Probably only played 25 games. He'll play for the Blackhawks. Only played 25 games, and you still got 57 left to go. So put a pin in that one. Uncle Bo, Reese, they're up next. We'll be back live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to break everything down. Have a good one. Talk to you then. Morning Jupes right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Cleaning up an accident East Innes Avenue at South High. Slow traffic on 670 West between 71 and 3rd. Also slow on the West Side, 70 East from Mound to 315. And on the South Side, 71 North from Greenlawn to I-70 is slow. With traffic, I'm Kate Burdett on The Fan.